Hey, this is Pastor Mark, and before we get into our message, I want to take a moment and let you know about a special season happening at Anchor Faith Church right now. It's our stretch season. This is our opportunity to look back on the year God has blessed us with, but also a time of anticipation for what is yet to come. We believe what God has called us to requires us to stretch our faith in ways we've never seen before. In fact, on December 8th, our church will be stretching our faith together in the area of finance by giving a one-time gift above and beyond our regular giving. These resources go directly to continuing to do what God has called us to do by igniting the city, impacting the nation, and influencing the world. I'm inviting you to participate with us by giving financially and stretching your faith. You can give online by visiting anchorfaithaboutosta.com. Your gifts are greatly appreciated, and we believe your faith will be increased as you act in obedience. Thank you for partnering with this move of God, and we agree with you that your best is yet to come. God is good, amen. This is a very special time, a very special service. And, um, you know, I always come into these services, come into these opportunities uh, with a, a ready heart, a perceptive heart. Um, I just want the heart of God and the plan of God for this church, for your lives. Uh, that's the only thing that motivates us. That's the only thing that drives us. That's the only thing uh, that, uh, in essence, keeps us going, keeps us moving towards what God has for us. Do you believe God has a great plan for your life? And I don't want you to just think that haphazardly. I don't want you to just think, oh, yeah, you know, God's got something he wants to do with me, for me, through me. I want you to take that seriously. I want you to go into this new year and see the opportunities, good or bad, acceptable or unacceptable, what you desired and what you didn't desire, as an opportunity for God to reveal himself and show himself greatly through your life. That's what this is all about. In over eight years, this church has been here. Over eight years, this church has been founded on the principle of helping you discover purpose, helping you discover destiny, helping you understand the life that God has for you because he has life for you. God is not a bringer of death. God is not a bringer of lack. God is not a bringer of loss. If those things are in your life, if those things are uh, uh, being exhibited in your life, know that they did not come from him. And I've made it my life's mission, my life's plan, not just with Anchor Faith Church, but as an individual to help people understand the life of God uh, that he has for you. The ignorance, uh, the, the lack of knowledge, the Bible says that we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So if I can help somebody with an influence or an interaction, help them understand that God's got good plans for them, that God's got life for you, that God's got great intentions for you, then I wanna do everything I can to see that accomplished. And so a, today, a day like today is is vitally important for our church. And I want you today to understand the value of what it means to stretch your faith with us. 
Um, I don't ask that you stretch with us lightly. I, I don't ask, of, ask that of you lightly. I don't uh, ask that of you nonchalantly. I don't ask that of you just because we've done it three or four years prior to this. Um, in fact, every time I go into this season and every time we get around to this time of year, I have a talk with the Lord. I have a talk with God. I say, God, is that what you want us to do? Is that where you want us to go? And as long as I get that green light, that's where we're going. If he gives me a red light, if he has us go a different direction, then we will. But as we went into this uh, stretch series and this stretch season, uh, I just kept getting brought back to, and if you've been with us for any uh, portion of this series over the last four or five weeks now, kept getting brought back to limitation kept getting brought back to this idea that instantly when God asks something of us, we immediately, the first thing we look at and the first thing we think of, the first thing we focus on is what we don't have rather than what we do have. And there's another word for stretch. It's more of the biblical term, I guess, that ultimately this is what is this season is all about and this series is all about and it's what Christmas season is all about although we don't give uh, Christmas time its proper due anymore it's more about what we receive than what we give now it's more about what we get but the biblical word for stretch is the word sacrifice sacrifice and I want you to understand today what that sacrifice entails. And I want you to understand that when we talk about stretching, we're talking about sacrificing. And we didn't live 4,000 years ago. We didn't live 2,000 years ago where individuals that wanted to live for God, that honored him as their father, they understood what sacrifice meant because they could smell it. They could smell burning flesh on an altar. There was a lot of work that went into preparing an altar. A lot of work that went into finding the proper resources and necessities. Got to find the stones, got to find the wood, got to start the fire, got to find the animals. And if you read in the Bible, they weren't just finding a few animals. They weren't just picking up pets out of their backyard. They were having to find 200 of this and 700 of that and 1,000 of this and 500 of that. Sacrificing to God has always been a serious matter. Sacrifice to God has always been a serious matter. And now where sacrifice ultimately should be from your heart, God hasn't removed the natural factors or the natural parameters, but he's changed them. It's different. Where I'm not having to slay a bunch of animals and then clean up. You know, there's a process of cleanup. There's a lot of blood that's shed. A lot of dead carcasses. But at the very end, what you're left with is an altar. At the very end, what you're left with is a memorial that reminds you of what God did, that reminds you of what God has done 
and most importantly, to remind you of who God is. If you'll recall in almost every single message that we've ministered throughout this series, we've tried to get our eyes onto who God is and not just what he does for us. God doesn't just want to be your supplier. God wants to be your supply. That's who he is. He is the supply. He said, I am the bread of life. You'll never need bread again because I am the bread of life. You'll never thirst again because I am the water that never runs dry. You'll never have to go searching here and searching there because I am that. I'm not just the resource of it. I'm the the source of it. He's the source. It's so easy to lose track of that. So easy to lose track of who God is when we're always trying to look at what God does. The two can seem contradictory because in one sense, God has something I need and he is the supplier of that need. He's the answer of that need. Wherever I'm lacking, wherever I'm struggling, wherever uh, I'm deficient, wherever I'm depleted. And so we saw four different cases of individuals a lame man at the gate called Beautiful in Acts chapter three. We saw the Israelites when Moses approached Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And he said, I'm not letting your people go. In fact, I'm gonna make their work even harder for them. Take away the straw. You're gonna make bricks without straw. We saw a case where Jesus' disciples were confronted with how are we gonna feed 5,000 plus people? Where are we gonna get the resource? How are we gonna do that? How are we gonna pay for it? And then lastly, we saw an individual that sat by a broken system for 38 years, trusting in this thing to get him through, trusting in this thing to heal him, trusting in this system, in this process. And Jesus shows up and instantly, immediately heals him. But even greater than healing his outward ailment, he healed his inward disappointment. Because every time I try and I fail and I try and I fail and I try and I fail and I put faith and I put trust and I believe and it doesn't come through, I get let down a little bit more. And my desire to try next time becomes less than my desire to try this time. These are all the messages, all the scenarios that we've looked at over this season, over this series. Because everybody in this room, regardless of your bank account, regardless of your paycheck, regardless of what you have coming up this week, this month, regardless of how many Christmas presents you need to buy, regardless of what your situation is, you have something to offer, but it will be a sacrifice. Sacrifice is the answer to everything that God wants to supply. Sacrifice brings the supply. And I believe the Lord's given me a word, a very short word, a very simple word. And if you'll go with me to Joshua chapter four, I wanna look at a scenario here. Joshua chapter four. I asked Rebecca to stay up, so I don't want you to think that she just 
is oblivious that everybody else has left her there. She's following orders. If she stays there, I go shorter. Everybody said amen. Yeah, that's what I thought. Joshua chapter four, verse one. Joshua chapter four, verse one. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, one from each Trashua. Now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. This was the instance we know that the Israelites had to cross the Red Sea when they came out of Egypt and went into the wilderness. But then when they crossed out of the wilderness to go into the promised land, they had to cross the Jordan. There's always a crossing before an obtaining. You've got to cross over something if you want to obtain the next level. There's gonna be a body of water and the previous body of water it's a testament and a testimony to God's faithfulness to get you across the next one. To get you through the next one. Some of you today might be at a body of water, might be at that crossing road, that crossing point. There's something on the other side. You know it's there. God's promised it to you. And he's performed miracles and he's shown you stuff before. The interesting part about this passage is these individuals that are going across the Jordan never went across the Red Sea. This is a new body of water for them. Oh, I heard about what you did at the Red Sea, but I've got the Jordan in front of me right now. I heard what you did in Egypt, but what are you gonna do in Jericho? I heard about what you did back then, but what are you gonna do now, God? But there's a reason why. There's a reason why those stories were passed down. There's a reason why it went from one generation to the next, because there's always something else to be crossed over. There's always more work to be done. There's always something else to be accomplished. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. And carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel, and he told them, Go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. And we will use these stones to build a memorial. We'll use these stones to build a memorial. But this is the most important part. In the future, everyone say, in the future. Let's do that again. Everyone say, in the future. This isn't about right now, guys. This isn't about what I did one day, back then. Just some story. In the future, in the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? And that's the essence of what I want to say today. What do these stones mean? Everybody's got stones. You have to go dig them up. You have to go back to the miracle to get the memorial. You have to go back to the miracle 
to get the reminder. You have to go back to the miracle because where God did a miracle wasn't meant to be forgotten, wasn't meant to be left in the Jordan. The miracle has markers inside of it. If you'll dig inside of that miracle, you'll find stones. You'll find stones that you'll be able to set up, not for you, because you remember the miracle. You remember the miracle. But the stones will help your children remember the memorial. The memorial's not for you. It's not for right now. It's for the future. Everybody's got stones. This church has stones. This church has stones. I I could tell you, I could bring the stones out and pile them up on this stage and I could tell you the stones that I have piled up. Not for me, and not for that moment, but for the future. Our church has grown and had the greatest amount of increase in the last 18 months than any other 18 month period of the life of our church. I can probably count on one hand the weekends this year, just since January of 2019, that I have not filled out a guest letter. And it probably wouldn't even fill up one hand. I would say if I had to guess three weekends out of the entire 2019 year that I have not written a guest letter to someone. That has never happened in the life of our church. It's not a testament to me. It's not a testament to even our teams and what we've done. It's a testament to God. If we will build it, they will come. But I have to take you back. I have to take you back to the miracle. I have to take you back to where the stones were taken. Because see, you see the stones. You see the memorial. But I remember the miracle. I remember the miracle, and there's others all across this room that remember the miracle. Going 90 days, going 12 weeks without looking at another different face than the ones you already used to see. Anybody want to testify with me on that? I remember the first time we had a guest come through the door after at least 12 weeks of not seeing anybody new and we all panicked, we didn't know what to do. We thought it was gonna be us and that's just what it was supposed to be. And now it's a regular occurrence. And I don't just fill out one guest letter, I fill out three, four, five, seven. They're in my box every Monday morning waiting for me to fill them out, sign them. If I made a personal contact with that individual, I put something in there on top of the pre-written letter that we've already constructed to tell them, I had an awesome time meeting you. Thank you for coming. We enjoyed having you. We look forward to seeing you again. But I have to take you back to the services of two people, seven people, 12 people, to take you back to the stones in 2011 that were laid where a church two hours from here invested in this church every weekend drove two hours after doing our own service, came up here, did a service, 
went right back after that service. That's a stone. Take you back to the miracles and the stones where we rented out a a 2,000 square foot facility to house everything. Kids, bathroom, sanctuary, closet, all of it in a room that was half this size. This is 4,500, less than half of this size. And three months later, we needed access to the space next to us, another 2,000 square feet. And the landlord gave us favor and we were able to occupy the new space for 90 days without having to pay rent in that space. She believed in us. That's a stone. That's a stone that's laid at the miracle. I have to go back to the miracle to get the stone, but now it's a memorial. There's stones, there's individuals that helped us pay rent when we couldn't pay rent. Just being real with you. Occupied more space and more lease than what we had coming in. Outgoing was more than incoming. There's stones where I would go to the mailbox, literally go to a post office box. And days away from having to make a phone call to make arrangements to make a payment on something and there's a check in the mail. You can't make this stuff up. Those are called stones. They're markers from the miracle. It's a memorial. I remember in our four-year anniversary. One of the worst services of my entire life. Just being frank with you. We were celebrating four years. I felt like we were at a funeral. The crowd was diminished. They knew we were celebrating four years. I don't know where everyone we at. Our core group was there. But in that service, someone showed up that had never been to our church before. And had an individual in our church that had an amazing testimony, powerful testimony. We actually have, we made a video of it, a testimonial video, powerful testimony of how God delivered his life. And I just felt the Lord say, we need him to share that testimony. He shared that testimony and this couple that came to that service, our four-year anniversary service, never been there before, heard that testimony. It dramatically impacted their life. And I remember going home that Sunday. I remember locking up. I said, I don't even want to unlock the doors. I don't even want to come back next week. This is how it's going to be. 48 months of grinding, 48 months of investment, 48 months, and this is what we have to show for. And got to the office next day, opened up the tithing offering. There was a check for $10,000. The first time we ever received a check in the tens of thousands from an individual that came in for the first time. The first time. If you can believe in this church after only being here one time and write a check for that amount, there must be something going on here. 
we drive on, get to year five, have an amazing five-year anniversary. God's just increasing us, growing us, blowing the doors off. Had more people in the other building than honestly we were supposed to have by fire marshals and by code, 172 people in a 4,000 square foot space. Just remarkable. We gotta start looking for property, gotta start looking to move, gotta start looking for expansion. So we had implemented our stretch offering, I wanna say the year before that, 2017 was when we started looking. 2016, I think, was our first stretch offering we ever received. That first stretch offering, I want to say, was maybe around $11,000 that year. And then 2017, said we got a stretch. And now we have a goal. We've got to move. And this property showed up. And then that stretch offering, I think we received maybe around Seventeen dollars or $18,000. And our stretch offerings go specifically toward expansion and, and, and towards increasing and building. We appreciate those of you that give consistently and tithe and, 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 and give faithfully on a regular basis, but this is our opportunity to stretch. This is our opportunity to, we've got to stretch our faith because we have to increase our reach. We've got to go further. So we found this property. I remember it was December 23rd. It was the day before Christmas Eve. I signed the lease on this building. Wrote the largest check this church has ever written just to secure it. First and last. And so I go back to our bank account after that check cleared. I remember it cleared right before New Year's Eve, 2017. And in the account, I'm thinking, all right, we're in. How are we going to do anything with it? (laughs) We've got a shell that has black lights everywhere, purple, green, and yellow carpet, glow-in-the-dark posters, bathrooms that are an absolute wreck. They will leave our church just because of the bathrooms. In fact, we figured that that was the first thing we're going to do. I don't care about the sanctuary. I don't care about the classrooms. I don't care about the the outside. We are doing bathrooms. And if that's all we do, we went back to the bank account and said, how are we going to do anything with this? I mean, what we have here can maybe do the bathrooms and maybe build a wall to separate some kids. We can't paint it. We can't carpet it. We can't put anything in it. This is a pickle. I signed the lease before I had the finance. I signed the lease and I didn't tell that to anybody. I said, we're in, we rejoiced. I brought the key, took everybody over here. Y'all remember that? That Sunday afternoon, we walked everybody in here, prayed together. And in the back of my mind, you know, I'm smiling on the outside. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, we got 90 days. He gave us 90 days to do any work that we needed to do. I said, where do we start? How are we going to do anything in there to make it worthy of having church in? We come back from Christmas break. 
December 31st, 2017. Just a regular service. We're not even, we're not here yet. I just signed the lease and I was coming back from, I mean, New Year's Day. I was just gonna get in here and start ripping glow-in-the-dark stickers off and just doing what you can. I didn't even know where to, I, I would walk in here. I remember walking in here and just looking at everything. And I, I was like, I don't even, I'm overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. I'll start with the stickers. With the little wallpaper steamer, inch by inch, peeling off. I mean, every single wall out there was covered with stickers if you weren't here before. Every square inch from top to bottom. So December 31st, 2017, regular service, great service, no complaints. I remember it was December 31st, it was a Sunday, Sunday night, I was actually sitting with Camden. We were watching another church service that was broadcasting their New Year's Eve service online. So we were just sitting there watching it and gonna ring in the new year. And... Um, probably about 11, 11.30, 11.40 that night, almost midnight. I have my phone on the couch sitting next to me and all of a sudden it pops up and there was a PayPal notification for the church. We used to utilize PayPal and I'm just sitting there casually. I see the light come on. It says $20,000 and I'm thinking this ain't for real. I pick it up, look at it, make sure I'm counting. I mean, I literally counted all the zeros. One, two, three, four. Yep. The comma's in the right place. I'm thinking, what in the world? Well, on top of that, I didn't recognize the address, the name. We had no clue. We probably spent the next 30, 45 minutes just trying to figure out who it was. Finally, we did some research and found out they had visited that Sunday morning. That week leading up, my wife and I had gotten together and said, okay, how much are we believing for in addition to what we have in the account right now so that we can get started? Just to knock out the initial project. This is probably gonna take three, four, five years to get everything the way we need it to be. But what, what, what could we believe for? We touched and agreed and we said 20,000. We had just short of 20,000 in the account, maybe 17 or 18, after I wrote those other crazy checks. So $40,000, part of that was rent, and part of that was other bills that still needed to be paid. I mean, that's everything. Operations, everything. And boom. Man, I should have said 50. I should have said 100. Ten thousand and twenty thousand from people that had never been through our doors but one time. So we're thinking, man, this is awesome. This is great. About seven days later into the new year now, 2018. Yeah, we're 
looking at the finances. Okay, what's gonna cost? Let's price it out. Let's go. We've got everything. Mar- I mean, I had a notebook full of this is what's going in the bathroom. This is what's going in the classroom. This is what's going in the sanctuary. I had them all listed out, man. I had the plans in front of me, scribbling all over plans, moving classrooms around, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It's like, all right, we can get started. What's priority? I get a phone call from an individual in our church. And uh, he said, I just want to know where we're at with getting everything done at the church. And I'm sharing him the testimony of the 20,000. I'm thinking, God just moved. I mean, this, is, this will be enough to do this. I'm having this conversation with a very invested individual in our church. And uh, he says, well, how much will it cost to just get everything done? I said, I don't know. We, I don't know. Maybe about another 50,000 on top of that. But, you know, we got, well, we got two, three years. We're going to settle in. We're going to make it happen. He said, well, wife and I have been talking and um, we just want the church to be able to do everything it needs to do. So if you say 50,000, we'll write you checks right now for $50,000. Stones. Doesn't happen overnight. And I can tell you every single story is a stone. We've had had people stretch with us in the tens of thousands. But I could also tell you of the stone of an individual that stretched and wrote a check for $200. Stretched. That's coming out of rent. That's coming out of paying bills. That's coming out of something. That's a savings account they've worked on for a while. That's $200. I remember that individual came to me a couple weeks later and said, you won't believe what happened. At work today, we had a raffle and I won a raffle, a Walmart gift card for $250, I think it was. That's you, hey, she, she ain't shy about it. Yeah, yeah. Stretching. Stretching. Stretching is relative. I've had people tell me that they've emptied savings accounts, retirement accounts, and I've had people tell me I'm I'm, I'm believing to to give a paycheck. I'm believing to give a, a month's expenses, whatever. There's a stretch. We've done it. Been ready to do it again. I've got an account that will read zero by the end of this week to see what God wants to do. What I want you to understand is that you're here today and you are sitting on stones. You're sitting on stones. Days wondering how are we going to go on. Days wondering is this the real deal. Days wondering is there a clock at the end of this thing but you're sitting on markers you're sitting on memorials you're sitting 
on stones. And this is the word that God gave me. As I was reading that passage, he says, in the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? And this is what God told me this morning as I was reading that, studying that. He said, you should never consume what was meant to be consecrated. Should never consume what you should consecrate, what you should set aside, what you should sacrifice. And I don't, you know me, those of you that know me, if this is your first time, you'll probably be one of those that says, oh, all this church talks about is money, but you only come when we talk about money, so. Anybody else in this room can vouch. And this isn't about money. It's never about money. It's about your heart. It's about vision. It's about doing what God's called us to do. And there's people all over this room that sacrifice in many ways. I could tell you if people that sacrifice time, I cannot add up the amount of hours David Cobb has put into this building. And you probably might not even notice some of the work he's done. Can't tell you the Saturdays that man's come up here on top of his own jobs. He can't even keep up with his own work. He could be utilizing that time to catch up on his own work, to make money and a living for his family. Because I don't pay the guy. I've blessed him, but I don't pay him. It's a sacrifice. Now look across this room, there's countless others. There's countless of people in this room that have done work that they don't really even know how to do. But if I can do it and be of service, and it keeps you from having to pay somebody else to do it, I'll do it. Kyle, our, our, our drummer, he's learned how to frame by coming to church here. He's learned how to hang. He, he'll get alongside David and say, show me how to do it so we don't have to call you next time. Chase Ellenberg, Joshua Neely. Nick and, Nick and Terry Shipsky and, and all the uh, amount of time they put in. Uh, just about every electrical job that was done in this room and you don't know it because, and I don't blame you. But there's so many things coming out of that box over there that weren't there when we moved here. sacrifice and that's the word that gets lost at Christmas time because we want to consume what was meant to be consecrated this isn't manipulating this isn't out of obligation I can tell you right now if you don't give we're going to keep on trucking we're going to keep on going God's going to see to it that this vision is taken care of this is your opportunity to participate and get in on what God is doing because we aren't done yet he's not done yet so we're not done yet He's the one that tells us when we punch the clock. He's the one that tells us when we're done. He's the one that lets us know when we can lift it off. But until then, we're going to keep driving, we're going to keep doing, and we're going to keep urging people to participate and contribute and get involved. So with that, ushers, did we hand out stretch cards last week? 
If you did not receive a stretch card, please raise your hand and our ushers will get one to you. And I'll explain it to you once they're handed out. If you did not receive a stretch commitment card, because I'm gonna give you some options today. Do we have some more of those? Okay, they're gonna grab them. I didn't give them a heads up. Just keep your hand up, they're coming. Let me go ahead and explain it to you as they're getting it to you. I know many of you have come prepared to give today, a one-time sacrificial gift. But one way that's also effective is you can commit with us for over the next 12 months to stretch each month. And there's donation options on there. This is above and beyond tithe and above and beyond your regular giving. But if you say, man, I, I can't drop it today, but I could do $200 addition every month. I could do 100 every month. That's what that's on here for. But there's another side to this card that's very important. This is not about money. Because every dollar represents a soul. It represents a life. And you know people that do not know Jesus. You know people that need to be in church, that need to hear, need to hear the uncompromised word of God. And we want you to list their names. Anybody you know, we're gonna be praying for them every month. And I believe in the next 12 months, we can see those people come to the kingdom. I don't care if they ever come to Anchor Faith Church. If they find Jesus and find purpose and find destiny, that's what this is all about. You list those names. I don't need your name. This isn't about recognition. But I want you. I, I, I had someone tell me today, I've been praying a month for this stretch offering. Is it still happening today? I said, you better believe it's still happening today. He said, great, I've been praying a month. I just had someone text me that can't be here and said, we are committing $4,000 to the stretch offering this year. And we're not gonna be there today. You can expect to see it later this week. It might be a stretch of $100. It might be a stretch of $500. I don't know what that stretch is. That's for you. Between you and God. But I can tell you today, investment is investment. Investment is rewarded in the kingdom of God. And your children will ask one day, what do these stones mean? In the future, the miracle today is producing a memorial for tomorrow. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.